Hey, how's it going? You're listening to the drive home. Ah. Woo! Tuesday afternoon. Off of work. And, uh, talk a little bit. Parent type stuff. I don't know how many out there play video games or not, but I do enjoy games. I got a PS4 system, and, and I do enjoy it. I don't play it every day. I don't play it all the time. You know, when I do sit down to play, I enjoy it. I have fun. I tell my kids, if you're playing and you're not having fun, then it's no longer a game anymore. It's something else, and it's time to put it away, you know. They're not always trying to hear that. My son, he, uh, he likes Fortnite, you know, he likes first-person shooters. You know, unfortunately, when he was younger, I, uh, I, I really kind of loosened up a bit and let him play Call of Duty. You know, I turned the blood off, I turned the language off, you know, uh, but we would play it, you know, for hours. And, uh, and he, and he, and we had, you know, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of good time. And, and I remember I was uh, going through physical therapy at the time. And they happened to have magazines that I, to read. And so I picked one up and started reading it. And I read the article and it was about how video games, particularly violent video games, affect the brain and, and younger children. And the article was convincing enough for me that I decided at that time I was no longer going to let him play Call of Duty. And when I got home, I dropped the bomb and dealt with the consequences of that, you know, of letting him play something and then, then making the choice to not let him play it. And pulled video games pretty much completely. And we got back to the basics. We got back to playing and creative, uh, creative play and imagination, playing outside, nature, all those things. And it was good. It was very good. It was amazing how quickly his imagination came back and he sprung back into life, really. And, of course, it also put a requirement on me that I needed to engage him more, that I needed to make myself more available, and I needed to be a part of his world instead of just kind of letting him go off into another world and play games. I had to be willing to put down whatever it was I was doing and make it a priority to invest into him. So fast forward, you know, four years five years later down the road Fortnite comes out and it's a first it's not a first person shooter it's a third person shooter with uh, Minecraft type elements involved in it simplistic Minecraft elements but nevertheless and of course when Minecraft was out he loved Minecraft you know and uh, he enjoyed playing with his brother and his sister and, uh, and it was a big hit and then um, you know Fortnite it's uh, cartoonish characters, but you're still killing. I mean, he wrote a story today. My wife is incorporating some different things in the home during the summer, 
and he wrote a story, and the story is basically a scene that would take place in Fortnite. But when you read it, when you read that I used a pump shotgun, a pump, you know, uh, and killed somebody, in the game, it looks comical, it looks cartoonish, it's playful, you know, bright colors, and, you know, when a person dies, they fall over, and they wind up disappearing and then all their loot's left behind and then you just kind of pick up whatever it is that they had that you want and then you move on until you find someone else and then you kill them that's literally the game that and you build forts you can uh knock down houses and trees and such with like a pickaxe and gather up materials and quickly build barricades and forts and things out of different materials like wood and metal class and you get the picture so the thing is is that the kid doesn't want to do anything else all he wants to do is play Fortnite so and we have limitations you know I mean we only allow video games twice during the week and even then those times are limited so they're not on games all day they're not playing it for hours on end but the problem is, is that when he's not playing, he's obsessing about it. So it's one thing to be like, okay, I'm going to let you play it, and you enjoy it, and you have fun. It's another thing when I let you play it, and then you decide that your life just stops functioning from this point until you get to play the game again, which means you're just wasting valuable time. So, I don't know about you, but it... I just went to the store, he got a game card for his bir- for his birthday from his uncle, and I thought I would surprise him, I you know, went to the store and I wanted to get him a game that wasn't a first person shooter, you know, that wasn't uh, violent, and I'm trying to find something that would fit that bill, and, I, and he doesn't have an interest in other types of games. He's not interested in adventure-type games. He's not inven- uh, interested in action games or platformers, puzzle games, strategy games. He wants first-person shooters. So I left the store empty-handed. You know? Because I, I can't feed that. I can't feed that and think it's okay, especially considering when he was younger, like I said, I pulled the plug on games completely. The difficulty is, is that he has a brother, and his brother is somewhat maintaining himself. My bonus kid is maintaining himself. So... You know, I can't pull the plug because it's not fair to him when he's doing what he's supposed to do. Now, of course, if he goes out the pocket, then, yeah, I can pull the plug. You know, do I want to do that? I don't want to do that, but that's what I might have to do in order to get the point across. I want them to go outside. I want them to get skinned knees and dirty hands and, you know, and scuffed up clothes and... I want them to get into mischievous things and get dirty and, or create something, you know, draw or paint or whatever, or write, or make songs, you know, do recordings, he likes to rap, you know, whatever, I just want to give him that opportunity, because 
you know, I always, I'm kind of drastic in a lot of times in the way I think, but I think, what happens if there's no electricity? You know, I mean, of course, you know, storms happen. Last night is a perfect example. We did have a storm. The lightning was coming out. And I was like, yeah, we got to turn the game off because I don't want the system to get fried. And then what do you do? What do you do when you don't have those types of things to occupy your time? I'm not against games. I'm not. Like I said, I, I wouldn't consider myself a gamer, but I do enjoy video games, you know, I, I just recently finished The Last of Us for the first time, and uh, absolutely amazing game, I absolutely enjoyed it, it was wonderful, it was a great game, I wouldn't let him play that, because it's a mature game, but I, but I enjoyed it, so it, I'm just trying to find that balance, you know, be a good dad, but not be just, you know, all-out fun dad. I mean, when I was first going through my divorce or whatever, you know, being single, I was fun dad. I mean, that's, that's what I was. And, you know, I wanted every moment that my kids had with me to be enjoyable for them. Every child should know joy, you know. I wanted every, I wanted every, one, every moment that they had with me to be enjoyable, you know, at my own expense. You know, I didn't go with friends, I didn't go do things, you know, they were with me, they were with me, I took them everywhere I went, you know, and, uh, and that's what I wanted for them, but I've learned that there's other things that I, that I, that I need to provide, and so I have been doing that for quite some time, you know, several years, being, uh, and I would have to, I would have to credit that, to uh, the, the woman that I that I that I married, my new wife, uh, I would have to credit that to my wife, uh, who saw some of those things that I was doing and saw how they could be harmful in the long run. Thankfully, she was wise enough to point them out with tact and love and, and uh, kindness and gentleness, and uh, and I was. Uh, humble enough to, to listen. I humbled myself to listen. But I, you know, I'm just, it's frustrating because, you know, these games that they come out with, you know, the people that make Fortnite, and it's about money. I don't think they knew it was going to explode like it has, but it really has. You know, it's a phenomenon. You know, Minecraft is gone. I mean, it's, videos, but if you go on YouTube and type in Fortnite, you're going to find, you know, a billion videos on it. So, like I said, you know, it's just a little frustrating because I want him to get more out of his summer than just playing video games, you know? I want him to experience something greater than just video games. So I don't know about you. Are you are you willing to pull the plug? You know, let's get real. Are you willing to to say no? You know, I, you know how many times I've been to a GameStop or something, and I've seen parents buy their kids, and I mean kids, I mean like kids that just can see over the counter. 
you know, kids' kids. I've seen them buy them Grand Theft Auto because a kid goes in there and goes, I want this. And then the parents go, okay. And they buy Grand Theft Auto 5. I've seen plenty of, of parents just let their kids sit in front of the TV and play video games all day. You know, I mean, and these kids, they, they see YouTube, you know, if they're not playing the game, they want to watch the game being played on YouTube. And then these YouTubers, you know, we live in a day and age now when back in the day, my parents could say, video games are never going to amount to anything. You playing video games is never going to amount to anything. You can't get a job playing video games. Now, now you literally can make more money than my dad ever made in his entire life working his knuckles down to the bone playing video games. You can make more money playing video games on Twitch, which people literally give people money to watch them play video games, which I, I just... It baffles my mind. I don't understand it. It's kind of like mobile games. I, I really, I never want to actually pay for a free mobile game. It makes no sense to me that I would make additional purchases for an item that you're making for free just so I could have some additional things when really the only reason why I'm playing in the first place is because I'm bored and I want something to do when I'm sitting around in a doctor's office and I don't want to read your magazines because you don't have anything that's actually going to appeal to me. So I'm going to play a free mobile game, which I'm not going to pay for additional purchases to buy digital imaginary items to somehow enhance my free experience. I'm not going to do that. But now people are on YouTube streaming them playing video games, talking during the game. Like back in the day, we used to have books. We wanted to learn how to get past something. We'd have to get a book. Now, of course, you can go on the internet and find... You can watch somebody play the game that you're playing and follow on with the walkthrough and learn how to get through it. And I've done that before. And it's very helpful. But now my kids think all they got to do is learn how to play this game really, really well. And they'll be super popular. And they'll make millions of dollars. And they will never have to work in their entire life. They'll just get to play video games all day. Yo, you do see the road, right? This is the drive home. Somebody was just driving in my lane. So now they're going to get to play video games all day and get paid. And people tell them in the comments section how much they love them. How much their life is better because of them. Which is crazy. They're playing video games. They're not doing anything for you. They're not providing any service except for entertainment. And, and, and it's questionable how entertaining that really is. Now, it is exciting to see someone play a brand new game that's not even out yet. And you get to see levels being played and things like that. It is exciting to see that. But... You know, one video after another of Fortnite. How many times you got to see somebody play it and you're studying it like it's game tapes or something and you're going to wind up being in the NFL someday at eSports. I'm sorry. I don't want my kids to be that person. 
no, no, nothing against Ninja or, or the Alley A guy or whatever, and I, and I know these names because of my kids. Nothing against these guys at all. I'm sure they're fine, upstanding citizens that pay their taxes. God bless America and all that, that are taking advantage of our capitalist society. I get it. They're getting paid to play video games, which my wife thought it brought out last night was once you start doing something, it was kind of like when we were we went to uh, the museum and there was a robot and the robot's job was to throw basketballs in a hoop and my kids see it and go basketball. We love basketball and all the, all the kids want to line up and they all want to play basketball and the, the robot grabs the basketball, throws it into the hoop. The kids grab the basketball, they try to shoot in the hoop, they keep on trying, they get in line, they're having fun. And the whole point of it was, even something that you absolutely enjoy and have fun doing, when you've got to keep doing it over and over again, it loses that joy. So, come up with a robot who has to do that menial task over and over again, and as they do it, they don't get tired, they don't get complain. They just do the task because they're robots. So these people that are YouTubers that are playing the games, and they're playing it every day. They're posting videos sometimes two, three times, four times a day. Sometimes more. And they're constantly putting out content to make themselves relevant, to make themselves uh, known on the internet. You have to mass amounts of exposure in order for somebody to see you and hear you and watch you in a in a land of just an unfathomable amount of faces and voices. And so these people are playing this game every day. It's got to get to them. They got to have a day, like my wife said, where they just don't want to play the game no more. They didn't want to. They want to do something else. They want to do something different. But as soon as they stop putting out content, the less they become relevant. If Ninja stopped putting out content for a month, I guarantee you it would affect the amount of people that are subscribed to him. It would affect the amount of people that are watching him or that are following him. If he takes a break, because you have to continually. It's just like Hershey's and M&M's. We all know about M&M's. They know about M&M's in other countries. But yet, turn on the TV, you're going to see a commercial about Hershey bars and Snickers and M&M's. Because they have to keep on putting that image out there. They have to keep on selling the image. And that's what these people are doing. They branded themselves and they have to sell themselves. They have to sell themselves every moment of the day. They have to put their faces on YouTube. They have to put their video content. If they're doing Fortnite, they have to play the game over and over and over again. They have to sell themselves in order to make themselves relevant as a brand. That's that's the big thing is what kind of brand are you promoting? What are you promoting as your brand? People use Instagram as a brand. You know, if I was trying to make money off of this podcast, this would be some form of brand. This would be some way that I'm trying to sell. If I've got a book on, in, under the covers that you don't know about, 
and I'm basically doing all of this to get you interested. And then, boom, I come out with a book. And then you go, the book, oh, that's that guy that does that podcast. Oh, I've heard of him. I wonder if it's interesting. Now, of course, this is all hypothetical, but that's the point. You got to keep doing it. And it gets tiring. It wears you out. You get burnt out. You get burnt out. So the, my kids who think that all they have to do is just play video games all day and they'll be rich. When you take something that you enjoy and you make it a job, that's when it gets difficult and it takes some of that joy away from it. Man would work by the dust of the earth, by the sweat of their brow. God cursed man to take the joy away from the work. And it takes some serious thoughtfulness. It takes some serious mindfulness to remember the, wait a minute, I do not do this for myself. I do this unto the Lord. And I've been in situations when my work environment has been far from joyful. And I am working with people who are very difficult to work with. And I have been miserable at my workplace. And I've had to tell myself that I am not working for man. I am working for the Lord. I'm working unto the Lord. And so the way that I treat these people here, regardless of how they treat me, is in a reflection of how I treat Jesus. And that's what I've had to do in those kinds of environments because no longer does work supposed to be our source of joy. The joy comes from the Lord. So even if you're playing video games and you enjoy video games, if that becomes a job, then it's going to wind up no longer being enjoyable. So when my kid's playing a game and he's getting mad, he's getting frustrated because in the back of his mind, he's thinking, I'm not good enough for people to follow me on YouTube. I'm not good enough for people to like my videos. I'm not good enough for people to say good, nice things about me when he loses then it only compounds how he feels about himself because he's wrapped up his identity on how well he plays a video game instead of just simply enjoying the game for what it is. He's already only 14 years old and he's already thinking that he has to brand himself. He has to sell himself to a society that doesn't care about him. Most of the time, these people that we follow you know, especially the ones that are out there, and being honest with ourselves, we really follow them to see when they're going to crash and burn. Everybody watched that Daniel Bregoli girl because they wanted to see when she was going to crash and burn. And then she comes out with, like, a rap career and gets signed. And people are just like, are you kidding me? I don't get it. How is that possible? But people are still going to watch to see when are they going to crash and burn. Because we're sadistic like that. I don't want to see my kid crash and burn. I want to put some things in place that he's going to see that he has value that extends beyond his video game skills. That he has a value and a worth that goes past his ability to be charismatic on YouTube. I want to instill into him 
that he was created in the image of God and his likeness. He was fashioned and formed in his mother's womb. He was fearfully and wonderfully made. That God has a plan and purpose for his life. And maybe down the road, maybe it is playing video games and getting paid to do it. I don't know. I don't want to... I'm not going to say it's, that that's not the case. But right now, that isn't the case. So I'm going to try to hold up a standard. And I'm going to try to bring him along and take him under my wing and take my kids under my wing and show them that they have value and that it doesn't have to come from this world. It doesn't have to come from those around them. And I know it's difficult in their teen years because their peers are so important to them. Their peers play a huge part in how they see themselves. And the, the parents, they kind of take the back seat but they're constantly there, unlike their friends, which come and go. That consistency is a value to them, whether they appreciate it or accept it or not. And I'm going to try to be consistent. And I'm going to try to point him towards Jesus in a very real and practical way that's not all full of religion and spiritualism. And I'm going to ask God to give me wisdom so that I could give him what I think it is that will help him to understand what it is that I expect from him. Because a lot of this stuff gets tossed to the side. Will just says, ah, just let him play games. Well, that's the problem. That's why we went from being a child to an adult to a child to a teen to an adult to a child to a preteen to a teen to an adult. We keep on extending that child time in between. We keep on putting these things in place, these expectations to allow them to be immature for longer periods of time. And it's, it's setting them up for failure. How many, how many of you knew how to do laundry and dishes when you went off to college, if you went off to college? How many of you knew how to take care of your household? Or knew that you were a man? When did you know you became a man? All these questions, and I'm not, I'm not even going to go into there. These are just some, you know, uh, manlyhood.com. A, a friend of mine has a website, if you're interested. This is, a, this is definitely a side note that totally tackles that question of when do you know you become a man and, and all that manlyhood.com I might as well just plug them here um, but anyways these are the kind of things I think as a father that we're, that we're kind of expected to do is provide this way and show them so I hope you encourage, hope you were encouraged by today's drive home segment on fatherhood I guess um, it's a couple of days after father's day I'm not very good with the, the using the holidays and traditions and then kind of creating something out of that. Um, but I hope that you were encouraged. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. God bless.